Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Tony, the Dungeon Master of D&D Raw, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast where the players look for clues and hunt for a secret foe that makes devious plots within the city of Orenthal. Join the party as they attempt to uncover the machinations of a powerful and sinister organization from accomplishing whatever their goals may be. All the while, they must face the ghosts and ghouls of their past. Follow us every other week as we mostly follow the rules as written, and the majority of the party uses the raw elements of unearthed arcana material. We have Tor, a dwarven inquisitive rogue, Saria, our order of the immortal mystic, Kalima, the cleric domain of the grave, Seldon, the way of the Kensei monk, and to bring us back into familiar territory, Daryl, the evocation wizard. You can find our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and on our website at dndraw.com. So come and join our detectives as they search the streets, and I hope to see you in Orenthal. Let's you and me go to a wedding for a change, and he can take his fiddle and fiddle away, and he can, like, make fireworks in the sky, and Yuri can be there as well. <laughs> what about? Oh. I got a participation award. Greetings and welcome to the 112th episode of Law and Disorder, 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm your dungeon master, Zane C. Weber, and here is a recap on what happened last time on Law and Disorder. Our marshals are still deep beneath Mossy Cobble, nominally fixing the rat problem but really on a mission by the Rat King to destroy the beast that made him what he is, a crystal abomination. Having found their way into a vast underground complex, they eventually stumbled upon the lair of what they believed to be this beast. This giant snake. They set their traps, and the beast attacked. Though they had been warned that this beast was mortal and could not be killed by the likes even of them, after a vicious battle, they had indeed beheaded it and started investigating the pool within which it lived. Throwing caution to the wind, Dashboard jumped in. And this is where he was separated from his friends. 
And that's what happened last time on Law and Disorder. So please take the time to give us a rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice. It's super easy on iTunes and Stitcher or any of the other ones. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and have a look at our Patreon and see all the super cool things that we offer there. And now on with the game. Disorder. I am Zane C. Weber, your Dungeon Master. And I am Jack, your Dashbold. And we are doing a special secret session without anyone else here because Dashbold has found himself in a special secret room without any help there. So, let's do it. You, you're, you're in a cave. You can't see the ends of it and it looks like it is a swamp. It's dimly lit by fairy lights floating in seemingly random patterns along the the roof of this underground cavern. It smells of mud and stagnant water. Uh, you're on soft, bare earth surrounded by ground-dwelling plants and there are a few paradoxical trees. What do you do? I crouch down. I look around and I think to Nobby. Nobby, you here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh thank could God. You, could you get off me? Oh, yes. <laughs> As you roll up and he, he was underneath you. Yeah. We're in a swamp. And my badge isn't working. Can't. Yeah. Can't talk to him. Yeah. We're all alone. Uh, um, do, you, do you have like a, a ladder or something? We can, we can go up into the water again? No, buddy. I think we're going to be down here for a long time. Oh, no. Uh, so at least this smells like there's stuff to eat. Let's, let's get to know the place. <laughs> what are you rolling? What are you doing? Deception. Um, I think I have a plus <laughs> 11 deceptions. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong game. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's nine. Uh, what did, so what did you roll? <laughs> Three plus nine. Uh, around you, it's, it's fairly thick, but you can see that there are some trees that go very close to the surface of the pond that you've fallen out of, the pond in the ceiling, but not nearly close enough for you to kind of get and jump uh, with any sort of hope of success. Uh, further on, you can see that there seems to be a sound of a crackling fire, uh, but that is intermittent. Okay, Nobby. The more you sit and listen, the more around you bugs, crickets start chirping, uh, mosquitoes start buzzing again. It seems that you caused a little bit of a disruption when you fell, but um, the life of this swamp is starting to come back around you. All right. Let's sneak and check out that sound of fire I can hear. Hey, um... Why did, you, why did you roll that nice? What was that for? It was just stealth. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you, you're you're walking towards what you think is the sound of the fire. I've never snuck in a swamp before. But yeah, almost immediately you fall hip deep into just a bog of of 
black tar-like mud. Oh. Um, and even though you didn't want to make any sound, you let out an involuntary yelp and you just squelch as you kind of fall forward trying to drag yourself through it. Um, you get up out the other side and you listen in. The insects around you again have stopped chirping. I'm so dirty. <laughs> and you are filthy. Uh, Nobby's just kind of standing to the side and watching you. Uh, he can't really help because he's so little. Mm. Uh, but he says, I don't I don't think anyone heard. I can't hear anyone. Alright. Let's go. Okay. I'm just going to go slowly. Yeah, you, you come into somewhat of a clearing. Uh, a grassy knoll where there is uh, kind of sharp grass covering a slight hill. If you had to guess, you'd estimate maybe 80, 90 feet across. And on the perimeter... If you had to guess, maybe 80, 90 minutes across. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, the, yeah. on the perimeter of, of this clearing, there are three very distinct, different uh, sort of huts. One is made out of uh, looks to be living trees, and it's a number of stories, uh, two or three stories tall and seems to actually go into the ground. One's built out of mud uh, that's either dried or just kind of slapped on over time, and one seems to be made out of black wood uh, that is just there and is covered in uh, covered in moss and... and uh, Lichen, uh, and in the middle are three cauldrons, each with fire underneath them. Oh, great! It seems to be burning steadily. Great. Well, I don't want to um, end up in those cauldrons. They don't seem to have anything in them at the moment, but you can't actually see what's in them. Um, can I roll... I, I would like to look for footprints. <laughs> sure. Uh, roll survival with advantage because this ground is very soft. Yeah. Wisdom one. Plus one. And then from the half of things like three. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, 12. Okay, so you, you try and sneak around the perimeter of this thing, and you see that one of the huts has no human or humanoid footprints leading into it, but there seems to be... This is the lichen-covered hut. There seems to be crocodile, rather large crocodile, that has both gone in and come out of and gone in a number of times to this hut, a little bit disturbed. It doesn't seem to have come in recently, like it hasn't torn up the grass in ahead of it, but it's definitely left marks there. On the one that seems to be made out of living trees, uh, you can't see any tracks at all, but there's a lot of bird droppings uh, around that area specifically, and around the one that looks like it's made out of slap, mud slapped together... There's no no tracks at all. I think I'll go into the one that doesn't have anything on it. The one that doesn't have anything on it? Yeah. Okay. So you creep up to and you peer into. Inside, it smells 
terrible. Uh, you think there's definitely something dead in there, and it's very dark inside. It takes a while for your eyes to adjust to this total darkness as opposed to the dim darkness. This hut descends like a tunnel um, into the earth, and at the bottom you can see that there is basically around all the walls just built up carcasses of uh, small creatures, uh, hares, uh, there are a couple of small deer, um, uh, a crocodile that is there, but most of it is very far decomposed. Does this tunnel remind me of sort of way a uh, bullet would dig? No, this this definitely seems made for someone probably only just a little bit taller than you. Um, so not a tall human, uh, but definitely someone. Uh, but it seems man-made or humanoid-made. Okay, so it's just, it doesn't seem like it's just dug out by creatures. It just seems like there's animals' bodies stashed in there, piles of them around the walls. Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna... You don't see any tools or chairs or beds or anything. What what, are the cauldrons burning? Yes, underneath each of the three cauldrons, there is a burning fire. How mature does the fire look? It looks like it's settled in. It looks like it is new, but it it is definitely still burning well. Okay. Um, I'm thinking at this point, I'll. go on the roof okay yeah you can climb it's, it's not too hard to climb up onto the top of this one uh, you do kind of sink into a little bit uh, of, so you do leave handprints as you as you climb up on top of this in some of the, the wetter areas of the mud uh, that has created the roof but uh, you, you climb up on top and you can see that this cavern isn't infinite it does have very definite endings but you maybe maybe three quarters of a mile in each direction from where you are and you're pretty much in the centre. Okay. And you can see that the, the trees that reach up towards the pond that you fell through, they are the tallest trees in this place. Mm. I am inclined to wait and see what happens. Okay. So, I can't now 45 minutes. Pull out my watch, time it. Yeah, okay. So you, you sit there and... What happens over that time is the swamp comes to life again. Um, There is an inordinate number of insects that start jumping around, buzzing past. Uh, You see bees and wasps. You're not too uh, up-to-date with your swamp ecosystem lore, uh, but there's a lot of bugs. That's really all you see. You do hear a few birds chirping, but they're mostly in the distance. Uh, you don't see any of the bigger creatures, and that time passes. Uh, you, you think that this swamp is becoming accustomed to you, uh, but nothing else. And slowly becoming its master. <laughs> yeah. Alright, I'll uh, creep down, look through another window, maybe the one with the bird. The bird one. Okay, uh, so there's no windows on the on the lower floor. There's just an, uh, a door, like very well, a normal human-sized door, uh, ma- again made out of living vine work on a wooden frame. 
up on the top level, there is windows, which, again, will be pretty easy to climb because of the wine and tree work. Nobody. Uh, Keep climbing. Uh, um, uh, should I stay on you? or should Yeah. I? Yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so he just perches himself on the top of your backpack, yeah. facing behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a door that I will tentatively knock at. Yep. And then listen. Sure. You. At the sound of that knock on live wood, a, a lot of the sound of the whole swamp just kind of disappears, and that in itself is very eerie. But no sound comes from inside. Louder. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. You know what? I'm going to sit down and play the swampiest tune I can think of. Sure. An hour, like nearly an hour, communing with the sounds of the swamp. Okay. Well, you you sit down with your back to that particular cavern. You pull out your loot or your wire, what do you have? Uh, I don't remember. And you play... play, a game, play someone gave me something, but I imagine it would have gone a loop or something. Yeah, and, then, and you just press to digitate the sound of a banjo to accompany yourself. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, this takes the creatures of the swamp a lot longer to adjust to, but adjust to it they do. Um, and by the end, you can see, you can hear and observe that they are acting as normal again. And you also notice that the fires underneath the cauldrons haven't changed. They have don't seem to have burnt down any. Uh, they, in, in fact, seem to be in the exact same state as when you found them. Okay. Now, you've spent almost two hours in this place. Alright, if anyone's here, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm going to let myself in because I'm kind of desperate. Um, yeah. Open That's the all alone. Yeah. <laughs> no, he says, no, I'm still here. You'll be fine. Oh. I'll bite him. Thanks, buddy. You're pretty good at that. And, and you, you swing the door open and inside is quite a tidy little living space. Uh, there's some... There's some chairs, almost sofas, made out of living trees and, and bushes. There are There is a table and there are some met copper, copper bowls and, and cooking implements. Uh, there is a little stove and, and then there is a ladder going upstairs and a ladder going downstairs. What's it like? Can I see footprints in the dust? No, there's no footprints at all. Cool. I'm gonna go downstairs. Usually, it's corpses, so I'm gonna go upstairs. <laughs> if history teaches us anything, <laughs> yeah. downstairs has corpses. Yeah. Okay, so you, you head upstairs via the ladder. It's it swings a little bit under your weight, but Ooh. it's no no real trouble. And you get upstairs, and there is a bed, a soft bed. It is more of a nest than a bed and 
there is a bookcase with scrolls and what look to be the same sort of ledgers uh, that you've seen in a number of the shops. Uh, so, Mordo had one. Uh, sorry, not Mordo. Uh, the, the Orc Butchers had some. Uh, you saw the Candy Warehouse use the same sort of ledgers. They're tall, red leather bound. And, and these are, in fact, the books that the Forsyths showed you as to their profits and losses. So they're, they're, they are common to the uh, the Mossy Cobble area. Ah. These, these sort of... The brand. The, yeah, the, that's that binding of ledger books. Hey, Nobby, um, I was wondering, how how, um, how recent does the, the the avian smell smell on this bed to you? When kind you of just... jumps up and uh, sniffs about, sniffs well, about the bed. tentatively... Probing the bookcase, like just looking for teeth. Uh, Anything. Teeth. Yeah. You want to find teeth. Mimic. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> um, he, he's kind of sniffing around. He's like, oh, maybe a couple of days. It's oh. uh, And it's lots of different birds, but definitely like a, a couple big ones. Hey, buddy, do you want to like hop on the roof and have a look out and make sure... And get surprised by anyone coming here. I don't want them to think I'm yeah, that's some good sort of horrible swamp vagrant that's breaking into the house. All covered in mud and stuff. Yeah, oh, I'll fix that. <laughs> oh, I'll fix you too. Your, your, your dirtiness, if you're dirty. There you go, buddy. <laughs> Press the digitation everywhere. Okay, yeah, so he climbs up out of one of the windows and up onto the ceiling, or onto the roof of, of the building made out of trees. Uh, you go over to the bookcase. It doesn't seem to be animate. You touch it, you run your hand along it, uh, you hit it a couple times, you knock it in, you, you kind of draw your dagger and you stab it a couple... It doesn't seem to turn into... Okay. <laughs> turn into any sort of creature. I'll pull out a... biggest volume there. Okay. Uh, well, that would be one of the ledgers. And so you, you open it and you want to read through it? Yeah. Okay, roll me an investigation. Here comes my below five. Oh, that's an investigation with advantage because you you you're <laughs> you're good at reading business junk. Yeah, I don't remember what my investigation is, but I know it's at least five. I'm pretty sure it's five. Yep. Sure. So, 13. Oh, yeah, that's that's the DC. You open this book, and where you would imagine you would find a list of products, a list of ingoing, incomings and outgoings, what you find is actually a list of names. And... There seems to be some sort of coded uh, reference beside different names. You see that some of the codes are common between different names, and some of the names have subset names. You recognize a lot of these names. You recognize every shopkeeper 
that you've met on Forsyth Street. Um, and you recognise the name Sheila Ashpike and the name Linus Waterfellow. And then there are a whole bunch of other names. This book is about half full. Is it? Okay. Doesn't remind me of the uh, Duke, Escheberry's, I mean, Viscount, whatever. No. A big book of creepy names. No, that, that is literally just a book of names. This seems like a, a recording of interactions with people, perhaps. Oh, really? That's what, that's what you think Are it there would red be. stickers on there, there aren't red stickers, but there are codes okay. next to different names. But you can't... With a 13, you don't decipher what the codes mean. All right. Um, I will write down the names, and then I'll have another look at another book. Oh, I should point out, all of, of all the names that are in the book, you don't see any of the four sides. Okay. The three fourth sides are not mentioned. All right, yeah. Nor is Ellison. This is the problem, then. You've made a bookcase full of books. Now you have to fill them with content. No, I can, I've got. To, I know. I know what's in them. How many books are there? There's five books and a whole bunch of scrolls. Oh, and the scrolls are just trash. No, the scrolls are. Oh, you're not reading them. I'm not reading them. <laughs> You're not reading. Now that I think there's stuff in them, yeah, <laughs> they're not just like for effect. Yeah, no, there's twenty. There's oh. there's twenty spell scrolls there. Uh, I touched those last. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna look at some books. More books. Uh, one of them is an actual ledger, uh, but it is written in what you now realise is uh, the Wilnistrian style. You're, you're, you're aware of the, their their notations um, and, and this, this ledger seems to be quite old it's in a different style the other three books are, are marked up but have not been written in yet it's good full of content yeah, yeah marked up well, it shows that they they intend to continue on yeah. the same. Yeah. All right. Uh, and at this point, you hear the swamp go silent again, and Nobby comes in and says, ah, "I think uh, something something something's coming." All right. Uh, do you think I could? Sneak out a window or something like that. Yeah, it's, this building's quite easy to climb if you want to sneak out a window and climb down. All right, I'll wait until I know whatever direction the thing's coming from, if there is anything coming, mm-hmm. and then I'll try to sneak out whatever orifice the building let me sneak out. <laughs> uh, it seems to be coming from a directly across the clearing from where you are, so you won't actually be able to see it because of the rise of the hill in the center. Uh, but so if you wanted to get as far away from it as possible, you could go out the back window and into the swamp proper rather than into the clearing. I'll go out the back window. Nobby will remain so I can see through his eyes mm-hmm. whatever's coming. And I'll uh, sneak into the, the brushes as best I can. All right. 
Um, are you leaving everything as you found it, or are you, are you taking it, or are you just leaving it as you're going to come back? Take a scroll. Should I? You're there. Is this a thing in the world of D&D where they're trapped? <laughs> you know that you can trap scrolls, but... Um, whoever's here has just left ledges out in the open. They seem to think that this is a very secure spot. Oh, sick. Yeah, I'm not going to Whoever this belongs to. I don't need to take scrolls, man. I, I rely on the... I, I rely on building rapport with everyone. <laughs> I, don't I don't need... Scrolls. Okay, then. So you put things back as yeah. they were? Yeah. All right. And you climb out of the back window into the swamp proper, back into the mud. Uh, Nobby says... Uh, I think there's... I think there's more than, more than one of them. Oh, cool. Yeah, lots of friends, right? Or are they giant crocodile people or something? I don't know. I mean, I can make friends with giant crocodile people. All right. Nobby waits a bit longer. And he says, Oh, no, you're right. Giant crocodile people, giant crocodile people. There's two of them. Uh, I don't think they can see me. So they're they coming like, up over the I top can, of them. I can see through his eyes. Yeah. Are they like the edge of that? No, they are honestly like a crocodile. They look oh. to be. They don't seem to be humanoid in any way, but they're they're crocodiles and quite large ones at that. All right. Um, let's wait. See what they do when they come in contact with the houses. What they do is they go over to the house made of black wood, covered in lichen, etc. And they... One goes in. One stops before he goes in. And goes around the back of the house. Comes over the hatchet. No. Nobby says, Oh, I think he's found our tracks. Oh, yeah. You know what? Let's talk to them telepathically. Uh, do you want to do that? I kind of think they'll eat me. Oh, really? Uh, that's what crocodiles do, right? You don't think they'll find us? Well, I'm on top of a roof. I mean, my whole thing is building rapport with new people. Okay. Okay, but they're crocodiles, so I just want... just They're crocodiles. I mean, you know... Sure, they might live in a hut, but they're a crocodile. I mean, I made friends with a bullet, and now he's awakened, and I'm sure he's even more nice now. I mean, he wasn't even awakened then. Okay, but are you going to make friends with them, or am I going to go over there while you hunt? Oh no, 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 no! We they, we can do this psychically. They don't even need to see any of us until we know that they're friendly. Ah, uh, well, the one he's almost here, so there's that. Hello. He's, he's just following your footsteps. Psychically saying, hello. Hello. I'm a hello. bit... Where are you? Uh, What's going on? I'm, I'm a bit upside... I'm a bit turned around. I'm a bit lost. Um, I fell into this swamp. Um, What's your name? I'm uh, Zook Foltor. I'm a dashboard. And I'm pleased to make your acquaintance. Um, uh, just, just a bit... Uh, worried because I'm uh, lost in this swamp. 
And I'm Who gonna... sent you? Uh, I was sent by, um... What's that dwarf's name? The one with the... The one in, in Mossy Cobble who, who gives jobs to people to, to look for the rats. I thought you were talking about Bjorn Horn. Bjorn Horn? Is that the Bjorn Horn? Uh, no, it's not Ah, uh, important. He was, um... Simpton. Mm. I don't know who Simpton is. Oh, okay. Should I eat you? I think I should eat you. You look about eatable size. <laughs> you funny, funny you say that, because I'm, um... I think I'm promised to the, the snake upstairs to be eaten by him. Um... Her. Oh, yeah, she's very beautiful. Speaking of which, if you came from upstairs, how did you get past without it killing you? Ah, well, I built a rapport with her. Um, at this point, Nobby's like, um, 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 the other one's coming, the other one's coming, there's gonna be two, there's gonna be two, the other one's coming right now, just across the clearing, like straight at the heart, there's gonna get you. Well, I don't know, do you think they can climb out the window that they followed, that I I went out of there? No, no, I'm fine. At, at this point, uh, the crocodile appears behind, beside you. Oh. It's like, hmm. Yeah, you're eatable size. Yeah, really edible size. Um, you're either an ally or you're food, and I need to know which. I always try to be an ally. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm friends with almost everyone I've met so far, so chances are, if you know... Anyone, I'm probably friends with them, so I'm probably an ally. Who do you know? Do you know the Forsyths? Or... I'm very suspicious of what you're saying. That's because I'm nervous, and when I'm nervous, I sound suspicious. Mm. Because I'm trying to cover all the Is bases. it because of my teeth? He opens up his mouth to show you glistening crocodile teeth. Remarkably well cared for. They're great teeth. They're really well cared for. You have a great dental plan, and... Um, the lovely lady upstairs also has a great dental plan and um, we built a rapport and then I came down here. Um, so you didn't kill her? I didn't kill her. That seems like an odd odd weighting of those words. <laughs> I Don't worry, when Syrup gets here, she'll be able to tell whether you're lying or not. <sighs> yeah. So, you're not going to eat me? Remains yet to be seen. Hmm. Your story seems legit. Yeah, I... Even though... The snake, as you call her, is unknown for her friendliness. Especially to those of such... Eatable stature. Oh, no, that's because there's always... Well... You know, when you're in with a group of people, you don't need to be... You know how you don't need to be the fastest? You just need to be faster than everyone else. Trickle, who's this? I was just more edible than everyone else. Oh, who's this? Ooh, he looks hungry and tasty. I'm Dashbold at your service. Are you um, the, the syrup I've been hearing about? Yes, my name's Syrup. How are you, Dashbold? Oh, good. How this are you? is Treacle. He has terrible manners. Now, are you sent here as an ally, or should we eat you? I haven't been... I, I, will you catch me at a bit of a disadvantage, because I'm not aware of the, um, the political undercurrents here. 
I was sent down here to look into the rat problem. Rats! Yes. We eat rats. Yes, well, you're... you're what, what, yeah, that's good. Because we're dealing with the rats as well. He says he's friends with the snake. Oh. We built a rapport. A I mean, rapport? I was the least edible out of all of them. And because I, I built such a great rapport with her, she even though she had her mouth open around me, she didn't eat me. She went for everyone else. And I managed to slip away. Down into the, the swamp. It's very surprising. Well, what an interesting story. It is. I have a lot of really interesting stories. What does the syrup look like? Can I see it? Pardon? Can I see the syrup? Yeah. Uh, syrup looks like a slightly smaller crocodile. Uh, smaller and darker. Um, is she wearing a hat? Yeah. Oh, good. Of course. Um, I would have thought she's a savage. No, a, a, a kind of a little red, uh, a little red hat with a with a with a garland of flowers around it. Um, it is a little uh, worn. It's not new. It's not in great condition. But she, 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 she's speaking to you telepathically oh, um, of her own accord. Not yeah. So yeah. Um, you've a. I'd just like to say you've a very nice hat. Um, roll a persuasion. I have a nice hat too. You can roll a persuasion with with advantage. Looking at my hat as well. Pulled it off. Um, Fourteen. I think I have a plus eleven persuasion. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Well, it would be rude to keep you waiting here in the mud. If you're an ally, Carmen will give you some food. Do you eat squirrel? I have been known to partake in um, mammal, other mammals. God, that was awkward. Yeah, I'd love some squirrel. I'm just nervous. Why are you nervous if you're an ally? Oh, I just fell into a, a weird swamp and, um, yeah. Just, I'm just not sure of the political undercurrents. Well, we won't have any rats here, but you'll have to wait until the ladies get back to take you out. We can't get up to the pond by ourselves. Oh, the ladies, um, are they are they more um, people wearing lovely hats such as yourself, or are they... Uh... No, but they made me mine. Do you like it? Yes, I do. Um... Too kind. And she turns around and kind of waddles away through, through the swamp towards the front of the house. Hmm. All right. If she says then you're an ally, then I won't eat you. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Nate, Say treacle. hi to um, your, your other friend, Treacle, for me. What, what other friend? Didn't he have... Oh, right. Syrup. Then the... Okay. Yeah. I said that. <laughs> the reason I thought she was like the third person that was rocking up. Alright, and they take you over to the moss and lichen-covered hut. Uh... And you can see that they have what amounts to a uh, hole in the ground and they kind of pull a few carcasses out. Um, now, I'm not good at cooking, but I assume you can fend for yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I can fend for myself. Well, then take your pick of carcass and uh, help yourself to one of the cook fires. Uh, yeah, I'll probably pick whichever one looks the least. Fire gone and make myself a nice, really well cooked soup. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so you, you spend some time deferring it and 
uh, syrups there kind of commenting on how odd it is of what you're doing. Like, oh, the ladies never do that. They just cook them and eat them like they are. Hmm. Mm. What technique that you have? Oh, I can learn a few things. Mm. Um, and they escort you over to one of the cauldrons. Do you um, have uh, any any uh, potatoes or anything? No. Okay. Uh, I'm sure there are some roots, but we don't. We don't do that. Oh, you should talk to some pigs or something. I'm a crocodile. Are there any pig? Yeah. Terence goes, ha! And we ate them all. Yeah. They're very eatable size. Yes. Yeah, similar eat, to you. They're eatable size to everyone. Um, you get to one of the cauldrons and it seems to be kind of a bubbling viscous grey fluid, just kind of like, it looks like maybe stew that's bubbled down over a week. Oh, um, Because this is still better than being tortured or eaten by <laughs> <laughs> And you stir it and uh, a skull floats to the top. Uh, human skull. Okay, I make those all the time. No, I don't. <laughs> Gwen does. He's like, we'll put it in. Yeah, I'll put it in. Right. Eat it. So, uh, do you get many visitors down here? No! You are an odd one. I. I. Wait! He kind of turns around and Terence goes, Yeah, I smell it. I think I found your rat problem. Oh, yeah, he's my... He's my childhood buddy. He's a special rat. He's Wait, is he a problem, though? Because oh, no. I could eat him. No, he's not a problem. He's, uh... He's scared. He's not a problem, though. And when you say he's scared, nobody says, Yeah, I'm gonna, just going to stay up on top of this roof here. He's going to stay up here. He's um, he's my uh, he's my familiar. So he's, he's actually not edible. He just puffs away. All right. Yeah, kind of like us. Oh, cool. What's that like? What do you mean, what's it like? Being it. Wouldn't you know if you've got a familiar? Or are you one of those mean masters? Oh, that no. That treat them like fodder. No, no, I just, I just, um, only recently lucky enough to, um, have such a bond with another being. Um, just wondering other perspective so I can be a better master. Mm. And Zeus. Okay, well, it should be done now. Fish it out and we'll go have some tea. Oh, good. Yes. I can do that. Okay. Uh, she leads you back. Uh, and they... She does, in fact, have uh, a kettle that she seems quite handily able to lift and pause into some wooden cups. Uh, the kettle seems to be just magically hot all the time. Uh, it's spotlessly clean sort of silver kettle. And, yeah, you have a tea party with the crocodiles. Right. So that is exactly what I wanted to have happen. (laughs) 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 It's my end game. where we will leave our marshal 
this week. Join us next week to see when and how the other marshals will catch up to Dashbold. Thank you to everyone who has liked us on Facebook and followed us on Twitter in the last few weeks. It's super fun to interact with you all on there. If you have the time and the energy, check us out on Patreon. And now, as always, a big thank you goes out to Alex Smith for our character art and our theme tune, as well as to Tabletop Audio and Battle Bards for supplementary music used in this episode. As always, I have been your Dungeon Master, Zane C. Weber. Thank you for listening. say having an opinion is like having a penis. It's really great for you, but you shouldn't share it around. That's exactly what we don't do. We share it all about the internet. And in fact, we advertise it on other people's podcasts so that they can go and enjoy it as well. Am I talking about penises or am I talking about opinions on film? To find out, you'll have to go to our website, secondtakepodcast.com or find Second Take Podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, that's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.